When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's episode, labor unions and retail investors took a beating in 2022. Will it continue in 2023? And we all just need to relax. Enjoy. All right, thank you so much for tuning in to The Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I am the CEO of Age of Radio and the co-founder of Age of Radio and also the co-founder and CFO of 3T Warrior Academy. So make sure that you check us out at ageofradio.com. Head on over to our YouTube channel for 3T Warrior Academy. We just got our 100,000 subscriber, 100, subscribers silver plaque from YouTube, and I plan on making a reel of videos where we go everywhere with our YouTube silver plaque. Um, mainly CJV is the one that deserves it the most for all the hard work of doing multiple videos a day. Now one video every day, we have our good morning crypto show on there, which is one of the top crypto shows in the world. So check it out, go to YouTube, type in three T warrior Academy. You can also find some links in the episode description. Also to make sure that you follow me on all the social media platforms. You can check me out at Age of Jeremy on TikTok, Age of Jeremy on Instagram, Age of Jeremy on Facebook, Age of Jeremy on Snapchat. On Twitter, it's Age of Jeremy Q. On LinkedIn, for some reason, it's just Jeremy Quintanilla. And on YouTube, it's at Age of Jeremy also. And also make sure that you, uh, just to emphasize the Twitter piece of it, follow me on uh, Age of Jeremy on Twitter. We will be doing some more spaces on a series called Toth. It'll be more... um, esoteric related topics um, and and kind of the stuff that I was trying to think of to talk about on that Toth space. Haven't had like figured out an exact cadence on when I'll be doing that, but it is something that I believe that you should add to your repertoire if you're a content creator. It's something that I'm trying to add as well, along with some Age of Radio spaces. But make sure that you follow uh, me on Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q so you know when those are coming out. Um, and, and I think that you need to figure out how you can do spaces as part of your everyday routine. If you are a content creator, because it is one of the best ways to get your voice out there and one of the best ways to gain followers and traction. But because I was thinking about that Toth uh, episode, it reminded me of relaxation. And I think that that's one of the best places people need to understand and learn about when they go into esoteric work or into occult work, which is some of the things that I want to talk about on that space um, that I'm going to reserve that specific Twitter spaces for. But it also got me thinking about the things that I'm trying to do to relax. And we're going to talk about that today. But before we talk about that, I'm going to go into some news articles like we normally do. And also, I want to let you know that our NFT 
is live on XRP Cafe. You can head on over to xroyalty.io. There is a link in the episode. Click on that. Go learn about the uh, utility by checking out the light paper. Become part of our Discord. Go and purchase those NFTs. Um, we have sold about, I think we're in the two, three, two or three hundreds um, of NFTs being sold. Um, and uh, we were the number one NFT last week for on the XRP ledger. And I feel that as if you've been listening to some of the conversations that I've been doing about NFTs and the benefit of utility and how we're going to move away from the speculative piece, that's still going to go that way. So if you were a content creator or a business or whatever, you should understand non-fungible tokens are not going away because the smart contracts um, that are, are utilized within them is such a great technology. And so we will be seeing brands utilize them more and more from a non-speculative way into a more utility way, right? And by utility, I mean like if you buy five of our NFTs, right, <clears throat> which would be on roughly, it's 1,444 XRP, roughly about $503 per NFT. If you bought five of those for a little over $2,500, you would get a lifetime membership to our 3T Warrior Academy. So that's what I mean by utility. You also get access to our virtual conference. You get to stream our freedom conference. You get to be put into a raffle to purchase a ticket to in-person freedom conference that we'll be having once we, you know, if we certain sell a certain amount. So just be a part of the community, go over, check out xroyalty.io, go to YouTube, check out 32R Academy. Um, we're also starting a 120 day challenge this week. 120 day challenge is where you kind of get your shit together for the new year and for life. Um, so you can not only lose weight, learn about goal setting, learn about budgeting, learn about journaling, learn about meditation. All of that's part of it. Uh, so make sure that you check out that. And without further ado, let's talk about labor unions. So if you know, I'm a more, uh, I guess, socialist or communistic or anarchistic when it comes to um, my thoughts on government. So I'm a big fan of labor unions, depending on what is happening with them. And so it looks like white collar jobs and service workers are new union hotbeds, while organized labor has stalled in manufacturing. It's gaining ground in restaurants, delivery companies, and white collar workplaces. And a lot of people, they kind of think that workers shouldn't have rights, but workers should have rights. And one of the things that we need to understand, workers need to have unions. They need to have representation in some way apart from their managers, right? So that they can make sure that they are getting a livable wage. So they are getting money that they deserve to be a part of society and contribute. Every single person, in my opinion, if you have a job, you should be able to make a living, right? Because not everybody is going to be an entrepreneur or not everybody is going to become a six-figure, you know, a wealth maker making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Some people need to make the sandwiches. Some people need to do the data entry. Some people need to do that, and they should be able to live a decent life. And it's our responsibility as entrepreneurs and business owners to help that happen. That's what makes being an entrepreneur and a business owner so amazing for myself is you get to create jobs for people, help them figure out how to get those things up there and take care of the people that are, are spending their life making your dream a reality. That's something that we need to get better at as a society, in my opinion, and not without going too much into anarchistic or communist 
communistic thought, you know, giving the workers the ability to to have a vote on who's the board of directors, have a vote and a say in the company. Some people will think that I'm crazy. Oh, it's mine. But it's not really yours. Nothing's really ours, right? There's so many people that go into this, and that's why unions are so important. Now, do I think that there's some shitty-ass unions out there? Absolutely. Um, I think that the Postal Service Union can be a lot better. My mom works with the Postal Service. She talks to me a lot about what the union does, and I think that they need to have really good leadership. Um, some unions can get corrupt, but that those are the reasons why people need to be actively involved in the unions is so that they can make sure those things aren't happening and so that you can have fair representation for your work. And as we see here, there we're starting to see a lot of newly unionized um, pieces. There's this fantastic, there's a link to the article um, in the episode. It's a Bloomberg article. And it just shows how, how much unions have increased and employees being part of unions have increased in the food services and uh, drinking area, especially with Starbucks, trying to unionize hospitals, utilizing education, utilizing veterinary services, unionizing legal services, unionizing. If you are not a manager, you have the right to create a union and do not let anybody stop you from that. Do not let let anybody hinder you from that. Do not let anybody um, union bust you for that, right? When I was in the bank, I was constantly talking about how, hey, we're not, when I, when I wasn't a manager, right? Because there was a time when I was a manager and I encouraged the employees to unionize when I was a manager and I, and when I became an employee, when I, be, not, not an employee, when I, the people that were under me, the workers, right? And when I wasn't a manager, when I worked for the relationship management and the commercial banking piece of the bank, I consistently was trying to say, hey, we should start to unionize. There's this there's this banking organization. I forgot what it was called now because it's been so many years ago. I was like, we should be a part of this. So we should we can make sure that they're not taking advantage of us and so forth and so forth. And I even had, I would vocalize that as much as I possibly could. And they even tried to get me to stop vocalizing it, which is essentially illegal. And no one should allow you to not try to unionize. So so that you can you can fight for better working conditions, better pay. And if you can see the if you, there is a correlation, right? It's not a it's not a causation, but there is a correlation between the amount of unions going down in the United States and minimum wage also stagnating. Because when you are part of a union, you're fighting for raises, you're fighting for a better working conditions, you're fighting for um, better benefits, right? If you're part of a union, and when those stop those things go down and we should not feel bad for that. You don't owe anything to the business that you are a part of other than what you agreed to do. Now with our three, two, our Academy hands down, none of the people, we would always take care of the people. We're trying to consistently take care of the people that are with us and they are family to us. And we do things a lot different, but, but no matter who you are, wherever you are working, People should not be taking advantage of you and you should have a voice at the table and a seat at the table to say what is going to be better for you because you are sacrificing your time and your essentially life for these companies, right? And the thought process that, oh, well, you know, you can go get a job somewhere else. That's really, really difficult for a lot of people. Why would you do that when you can work to be better, do more for the business, help it grow and make it something that you can see into the future. So no matter where you're at, make sure that you support unions, that you unionize if you have the capability, or make sure that you have something in place where that people are listening to you and they are and you are able to tell your ideas and share your ideas and make sure that you are 
getting the raises that you deserve, the living wages that you deserve, so you can get out of poverty and stop being oppressed. So also retail investors took a beating in 2022. Will that continue into 2023? The era of easy returns came to a screeching halt in 2022. This is from a Bloomberg's article as well. There is a link in the episode description. You do have to subscribe to Bloomberg's to read the whole thing. We are not sponsored by Bloomberg's. I'm a fan of Bloomberg's, so I use these articles. Um, stocks were hammered with the S&P 500 on track for its worst annual performance since 2008. Bonds failed to protect anyone's portfolios. Property markets tumbled and crypto crashed, wiping out an estimated $1.5 trillion in market value you alone, according to CoinGecko. The turmoil triggered by inflation and rising interest rates sent retail investors scrambling for places to put their money. Cash, it turns out, wasn't trash, while an obscure government bond became one of the unlikeliest and hottest investments, even if you had to navigate awful technology to get there. Here are the best and worst investments of 2022 and some ideas on where to put your money in 2023. So in 2022, a lot of people said, you know, cash is trash. People weren't keeping their money in cash. Cash has an important part because cash is king. So no matter even if the cash is losing its value, it it still has the ability to barter with as of right now until either we move to a CBDC or a centralized digital currency or whatever the case is. Cash is still very, very valid and you need cash, especially if you're running a business. Now, cash is trash because you're using inflation on it, but you should still have something that is liquid and not super tied up into a specific type of return where you could lose it all so that you could maybe keep up with inflation. And that's why emergency savings are very, very beneficial. Now, some people have different opinions on the type of emergency saving that you should have and how much you should have in it. I say have like a month, month and a half inside of the actual cash to cover your bills, your living, all of that. And then the other part of it, like the three to six months should be in some kind of safe stock, safe bonds that are liquid that you could pull if you absolutely need to. That's my personal opinion. That's what I try to do. Um, but again, I'm not a licensed financial advisor. I'm telling you what I do. Go and talk to a financial advisor. A lot of them will say, you know, have that three to six months in cash. I don't think you need to have that. Some people do. And again, for myself, I have a different kind of lifestyle because I can go and make cash doing businesses and doing deals and putting out new products. So again, I get it. It's a little bit different depending on where you're at in your life, but something to think about. So cash is a really good place. Bonds, US Series I saving bonds were an unlikely star in 2022, offering low risk inflation adjusted yields. Sales of the humble securities hit nearly 7 billion in the month of October alone, and about seven times more than were sold in all of 2021 as investors raced to take advantage of record 9.62% yield. So I bonds did really, really good. Those are US Series savings bonds. Essentially, you're... Um, you're buying the United States debt. A lot of people don't know this. The public is the biggest holder of the U.S. debt. The second biggest holder of the U.S. debt is going to be foreign markets and in the United States, we are, have most of our debt is owned by foreign market or foreign countries more than any other country in the entire world. So there's something to be thought about there. But essentially, U.S. Series I saving bonds were a good start in 2022. And bonds are always a good place. So we don't hear a lot about bonds. Bonds are something that are very can be very complicated. Building a portfolio of bonds can be very complicated, but can be very lucrative and safe, whether those are government bonds or their corporate bonds, um, or their municipal bonds, which are also a form of co 
government bonds, but like local governments. So you should take some time to study bonds and something that I'm trying to figure out how to educate people on and talk to people about, or really, I just need to sit down and write the content so I can talk about it. But we have so much going on with Merlin and, um, the NFT project that finally was released now. So, um, definitely, uh, to check out our NFT project again, xroyalty.io and a link in it's the description. So energy was kind of a clear winner in the stock market this year. In fact, I made most of my um, gains in the stock market this year from energy stocks, specifically Baker Hughes. Um, and so uh, Russia, Russia's invasion of Ukraine hit supplies of oil, gas, and other commodities are already in high demand due to the easing of pandemic restrictions that made energy the top performing sector in the market this year. Uh let me see here. That made energy the top performing sector in the market this year with an index of S&P 500 energy companies surging more than 57%. And I also own, I can't remember the name of it. Oh man, I wish I had the name of it right now, but I own two energy companies um, that uh, did really, really well in 2022. Um, and I figure it's going to continue to do well in 2023. So that's something to look at. Uh, Liz Ann Saunders, chief investment strategist at Charles Schwab, cautioned that it will be tough for oil companies to match this year's earnings. Growth in 2023, I get that. But other strategists argue demand for oil and the other energy commodities will remain strong, even with the global recession looming and a global recession will be coming. So make sure that you're thinking about that. Um, and so this article goes on to talk a little bit about uh, tech stocks. Um, uh, tech stocks, if the theme for 2021 was buying everything, the mindset quickly shifted to sell everything in 2022. So tech stocks did um, not as well. The so-called FANG stocks, which is Facebook or Meta, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, Alphabet, or Alphabet, I guess, led the declines, losing more than $3 trillion in market value between them. I actually bought after Meta crashed. I'm a big fan of Meta. Um, I'm also always a big fan of Apple, even though I don't own their products. I think that they run their company really, really well, and I own a few of their products. Um, and then Alphabet, I think, is a really great company. I don't own any Alphabet. Um, I don't own any Apple. The only one that I do own of that is Meta. I bought Meta when it crashed. Or- I don't want to say crash, but when it, it came down and then I also am a big fan of Microsoft. So personally I own Microsoft and I also own a lot of Adobe stock. Um, uh, so crypto had a terrible, terrible year. Um, I believe, um, that crypto is going to kind of stagnate this year and it's not going to see, start seeing its bigger returns until 2024, 2025. But that's the great part about this time. If you are super, super hurt, this is a great time to buy stocks cheap, crypto cheap. Um, and that is the benefit of these bear markets or these recessions. That's why people say that wealth is created in bear markets instead of bull markets. So it's something to think about. So don't hold strong, right? Hold strong to what you believe is going to be the future of your portfolio and buy good things and hold them long term. And that's something that will help get you to build more wealth when these things rise. And then that's the thing. We're coming to a time where most of these kids, most of these people that are in their mid 20s and um, maybe late 20s, even they haven't lived through losing their money yet. Um, and so they just have to stay strong this because these things happen. Recessions are going to happen every seven to 10 years or so just because of the way capitalism works. Marx talks about it in um, Das Capital Volume 2, I think it is, um, and, and the cyclical nature of capitalism eating itself. So um, if people read communist work, they would kind of have a really good understanding of um, cycles um, because uh, he is pretty spot on when it comes to the way that capitalism destroys itself and then has to rebuild itself. And that is exactly what can continues to happen. But Das Kapital, Volume 1, 2, and 3 are very difficult to read, but you can get through them 
if you spend your time and trying to get through them and then you there's some great courses um by some uh, marxist uh, economists that teach this stuff that you can find on youtube that explain a lot of it so i would definitely go check that out and don't be afraid of communism be critical of communism be critical of capitalism be critical of anarchism be critical of everything especially when these are the things that affect your life Okay. And then the other thing that kind of crashed were meme stocks. Um, I'll be honest, I got into the meme thing. I didn't get into the GameStop memes. I got into the AMC memes um, a little bit and I made a good amount of money. Um, and I still own AMC. I should probably sell that. But for right now, I mean, I never put in anything that I'm not willing to go to zero and lose. But AMC was, I should have sold AMC at a different time instead of holding it as long as I did. But, you know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. So go check this article out. This is all the stuff that we think is going to be good. Or this is the stuff that Bloomberg's think Bloomberg's think is going to be good in 2023 and kind of what took a beating in 2022. And again, there's an episode in the episode description. There is a link to this article. Again, you need to have a Bloomberg subscription to read the whole thing. You should get a Bloomberg subscription so you can uh, elevate your knowledge. But they're kind of a little expensive, in my opinion. Um, but I think everything is a little expensive sometimes. Um, so anyways, we will be right back. All right, welcome back. I want to talk a little bit about today for the second part of this episode about relaxation. It's something that has been on my mind. I have been under a lot of stress these last couple of weeks with X royalty. Um, we have a fund called Phoenix crypto assets that I've been trying to get the taxes done with, um, trying to get the books organized, teaching someone to help with the books, also doing my content, um, trying to sell more of, well, I'm not doing this, but helping give advice, um, to, to people when they need it and to help with the selling of the three, two warrior Academy going into the new year, setting goals, trying to get Merlin launched, um, focusing on age of radio. So there is all kinds of stuff that is going on. And so one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is trying to a get more sleep because that can definitely help with my level of stress and my ability to manage that stress. And that is something that has been definitely on my mind. And so I've been this whole week, this last week, I've been every, except for Friday and Saturday, but from the previous Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every night, I did about 15 to 20 minutes of yoga before I went to bed. And the reason was because I was reading some stuff and watching some stuff from Athelian X. If you don't know who that is, go check out his YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in Athelian X, you'll find him. I love listening to him. He does really good research. I appreciate the content that he puts out um, and on the honesty that he has on his channel, some uh, real person in the industry. And again, I don't, uh, to be honest, I, I'm not a, I don't watch a lot of people. I don't, I don't follow a lot of people on social media. Um, in fact, I don't really follow anybody. There's uh, most of the stuff that I listen to on YouTube is either knowledge based to understand something like, um, uh, Microsoft's, um, uh, visual studio Co code studio. I follow so I can get some advice on that. Other than that, I listen to a ridiculous amount of ASMR while I'm working to keep relaxed and calm, um, or listen to music. And then I follow, um, Athelian X, I follow some of his stuff. Um, and then social media, I'll follow Gary Vaynerchuk for that, but I don't like, I don't follow like Andrew Tate. I don't follow, um, I just, I don't, I really don't follow anybody on social media. So to say that I follow Athelian X is actually pretty big for me. Cause that's like one of the only people that I follow. Um, and I like listening to his stuff when he comes out with some good, with some good information. Cause that's the thing about me. I don't like, I, I like getting, I like, 
I like some I like really thoughtful information that's coming to me um, so that I can dissect it and and make and utilize it in my life. And I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that do that, but I have too much time going on. But when I need something, when it comes to health, I'll, I can reach out to I can look at the athlete. The Lean X YouTube channel and get some pretty good information. And that's where I got a lot of the sleep information. And when he was talking about the sleep information, he was talking about that, you know, you shouldn't do stretching before working out. And so there's some debate among experts about whether stretching before working out is beneficial or not. So some studies have suggested that static stretching, which is holding a stretch for a period of time before exercise can decrease power and performance, while others have found no significant effects. It's all been suggested that stretching before workout may increase the risk of inner injury is generally rec- recommended to do a proper warm up before working out like some cardio or moving the muscle group that you're going to do. So like when I lift weights, I'll usually lift. So I lift weights, uh, Monday, I lift weights Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I also do cardio those days as well. But like what I'll do is like, if it's a chest day, I'll do like a few, like a few warm up sets of different, you know, chest exercises before I do the actual, you know, um, uh, strength exercises or the pump exercises or whatever you want to call them. And so when I do those, that helps me loosen up that muscle group, but I don't do any stretching. And so when I was listening to Athlean X, he said the better time to do stretching is at night. So the benefits of like stretching before bed, right. Can improve, improve your sleep. And that's the thing that I'm trying to do because I have terrible sleep anxiety. I have anxiety that I'm not going to get enough sleep. I I think about all the shit that's going on during the day. My mind usually doesn't stop thinking. And so while I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming about solutions and then I'll wake up and have a solution to a problem, which is really good, but I felt like I didn't get enough rest. So I've been trying to figure out how to maintain getting enough rest And one of the things is being more relaxed when I actually go to sleep. So stretching before bed can have several benefits for your overall well-being. Some of the benefits of stretching include improved flexibility. Stretching can always help to increase range of motion in your joints and muscles, which can lead to improved flexibility. And so essentially that stretching in those muscles, especially if they are muscles that you used exercising right during the day, like if you were doing a bicep day or chest day and stretching those areas at night can help with that recovery. And because you're not doing it before you're working out, there is less likely, it is less likely that you're going to injure yourself while you are doing the workout. So if you do that, you can improve that flexibility and help with that rest because that is when your body's going to repair itself when it is sleeping, right? And so if you're also stretching before bed, you can get better sleep. Stretching can help to relax your muscles and reduce tension in your body which can make it easier to fall asleep and stay asleep, which is the main thing that I'm trying to accomplish with this. Um, Reduced muscle soreness. Stretching can help to reduce muscle soreness and stiffness, which can make it easier to move around in the morning, which is something that I also, you know, get um, stuck with. If I, when I was doing it, well, let me, let me go through these. And then what I'm gonna do is talk to you how doing that has helped me this last week. And I will continue to give you updates on it as I do it more and more. The other thing that stretching can do before bed is reducing stress. Stretching can help to reduce stress and tension in your body, which can help to improve your overall mood and well-being, which can then also help you sleep. It can also improve your circulation, which is super, super important if you have type 1 diabetes or diabetes, however you want to pronounce it, which is what I have, or if you have type 2 diabetes or if you are pre-diabetic, circulation is super, super important. So stretching can help to improve the blood flow and circulation 
which can help to deliver oxygen and nutrients to your muscles and other tissues. So it's important to note that stretching should be done slowly and gentle and should never cause pain, which is very, very true. In fact, if you have ever done a yoga exercise, they always say it shouldn't cause pain. It should be discomfort, right? A little bit of discomfort. But if it gets into the if it gets into the area and realm of pain, that is when you want to stop. So let me tell you what I've been doing. So I've been going on. There's yoga with um, yoga with um, Adrian online, and there's this other yoga place that I have found. I'll put the links in the the episode description so you can see the people that I've been following and the people that I've been doing the yoga with. And so I, I've te- I've done like three or four of them. I'm trying to switch it up every single day. I've been finding these like nighttime stretching routines, which has some downward dog, upward dog. Um, I don't remember all of the yoga terms for it, um, but lots of like hip stretching, uh, laying, laying down, stretching, slow stretching, going deep into the stretch. And it's really, really been opening up my hips, opening up my legs, opening up my back, which has helped when I've gone to bed to be very, very relaxed and like this different feeling of openness around my body. And that has helped me fall asleep faster. Um, I've, I've slept better this week. I've slept deeper. And what I mean by deeper is you shouldn't have, which one of the things that I I've experienced and, um, from my experience when I fall asleep and then it's like, I just wake up and it's morning already, right? It should not feel like you only slept for five minutes before morning got there. It should be a deep, long, restful sleep. And I know it sounds weird in our society, especially even even for me, because I used to used to, you know, rant and rave about not sleeping, working harder, working 40 hours a day, all that shit, right? Not really working 40 hours a day, but working like 18 hours a day. And sometimes I do do that. But I'm saying that we shouldn't be doing that because we're not as successful. You should have only three to five high level things that you should be getting done every single day. And you should be making those decisions with a restful, mind, a relaxed body. So it should be something that you should be doing on a regular basis, making sure that you're getting enough sleep and making sure that you're getting the deep sleep. And the great thing about deep sleep is those sleeps where you like feel like you've been sleeping forever. And if you wake up to go to the restroom, it's only like one o'clock and you went to bed at 10 o'clock. Those are the times of things that you want where you're getting that really deep sleep where your body has the ability to dream, where your body has the ability to, um, uh, rebuild and repair its cells, um, rebuild and repair the muscles if you tore them throughout the day. And when you wake up, you should feel rested. You shouldn't feel in pain. And for me, over the last three or four life, I'm always in like massive amounts of pain when I wake up, even when I, and you know, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not saying that everybody's going to be like that, but for me, that's what it is. And that's what I'm trying to work on and having this nightly routine and what it looks like now for this last week by that I've been trying it and testing it is I do that 15 minutes of yoga, 20 minutes of yoga. Then I chant the heart sutra. Then I do some other meditation takes in total about 30 minutes. And then I go to bed and it's so much more relaxed. I'm so much more restful or feel so much more rested. Um, and I know that it's going to improve my decision-making and ability to handle stress. And that's what I'm hoping that it can do for you. So remember, stretching before bed can improve your flexibility, improve your sleep, reduce muscle soreness, reduce stress, improve your circulation, right? And so try to think about getting into a habit of 5, 10, 15 minutes at night. That's all that it takes. And it can it, it can 
It can greatly improve your life just because I've only been doing it a week. And what I'll do is I'll share some of this on my social media. So make sure that you follow me on my social media at Age of Jeremy. I'll share these things as I continue to do them and get better and better at it because that is one of the biggest things that I am focused on in 2023 is increasing my efficiency. And I can't increase my efficiency if I am not rested and super stressed out all of the time. So I hope you found some benefit in this. As I always say, remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. And if your podcatcher allows you to, please rate this podcast. The more that you rate it, the more we can get in front of people. Or if you rate it and you leave a review, then I can know what I need to be doing better in this. I appreciate all of you. The opening song is Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. The closing song is Illuminati Hotties Threatening Each Other. Re-capitalism. I use Neumann microphones, Zoom L8 mixing board. I use Logitech cameras, even though this is on, on a camera, but I thought I would throw it in there for fun. Um, and I use Steinberg's Cubase and Waves plugins. One last time, remember to follow me on social media at Age of Jeremy, except on Twitter, it's at Age of Jeremy Q, and on LinkedIn at Jeremy Quintanilla. Um, remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time. Bye.